All right, we are in Belgium. Time for a race, race recap of the Antwerp World Cup. It is the ninth round of the UCI World Cup for the 2023-24 cyclocross season. This was my first European World Cup. Uh, I raced the first round of the World Cup series this year in my home state of Wisconsin. So that was awesome. I was on the lead lap there. Um, but this would be my first European World Cup. And so a little bit different. There's a lot more Euros here. Everyone's at home. They don't have to travel, you know, across the eight-hour flight to get to the World Cup. So a lot deeper field compared to the U.S. field, which is only some of the top Euros and then a lot of North Americans. Um, this race was pretty stacked. The top 30 was more or less the top 30 in the world rankings and uh, just a pretty loaded field. So this was on Saturday, the 23rd of December. I flew in. I flew out the 21st from Wisconsin and arrived the 22nd at about 10, but my flight from Amsterdam to Brussels was canceled. So I actually had to take like a two-hour train ride from Amsterdam to Brussels, get the rental car, um, but it was really cool this year because my family's here, my mom, dad, stepmom, my brother, and my aunt and uncle are all here uh, to watch some of the racing and travel. So they were able to give me a ride from the airport in Brussels to the house in Vienna. So another hour plus drive. So by the time we got everything settled and we got down here, um, it was about 5 p.m. and it had just gotten dark and I was racing a World Cup the next day on Saturday. Um, so just a big travel day, whirlwind, whirlwind getting everything figured out and flights canceled and trains and stuff like that settled. So um, the World Cup itself was pretty, pretty cool. Antwerp is known as kind of a, not a full-on sand race, but um, some big sand sections. It's kind of like a first half is sand and then a connector straight away to the second half of sand. Um, and it was just a really cool course. Uh, tough, tough gridding, tough start spot. I think there was just under 50 of us, and I was towards the back of that. Um, in the first turn right away off the pavement, there was a sand uphill, just like a 10-meter section, and then like a 20-meter section right-hand turn. And so there was a crash there. Um, I thought I was going to make it through, but I just got hung up a little bit uh, and had to keep pushing. But that wasn't too bad. The The biggest setback for me was on lap one in the, on the back half of the course um, in the, the second sand section. There was uh, a huge rut on the right, and it was really slow with traffic. On your, on your own, it was fine to ride, but in traffic on lap one, it was tough. So I went left where there was a, I found another small rut in the course recon. And so I actually took that rut on the left side, the outside of the turn. But what happened was someone missed the rut on the inside and just flew out of the rut and T-boned me into the metal fencing. And so my left hand and left brake hood were caught between two bars on the barriers and the fencing. And so my knuckles were ripped open. And um, the biggest thing was that my bars were just cranked about 45 or 60 degrees to the left. And so when I realized this, I stopped straightening my bars real quickly with the, the wheel between my knees or my legs and then yanked on the bars to straighten them. And I thought I had them pretty straight, but I got on the bike and started riding and they were still like 15 to 20 degrees off. Um, which isn't too bad on a straightaway, but we went straight into an off-camber section that was pretty nasty and chewed up. Um, and so I was riding that off-camber with crooked handlebars, and that was less than ideal for sure. But made it to pit two, um, hopped in, got my, my pit bike, and then continued on and uh, came back through pit one. The crew said the bike was ready, so coming back through pit two on lap two, I switched on to the A-bike again and was able to get going. But at that point, I had lost, you know, I don't know, 10... 
plus seconds stopping to fix it, plus another five seconds in the crash, and then at least 10 seconds or so just um, riding crooked bars to the pits through a pretty technical section. So that and then pitting. So I probably lost, I don't know, 25, 30 seconds total between pitting for because of the crash and the crash itself and stopping to straighten bars. And so that was just a tough setback. Um, I was only able to make it back up and pass a few people um, and finish 43rd. Um, the only other American was Caleb Swartz, who was 40th, so not too far off, but just um, a tough a tough course. Um, it was tricky and technical, but you could stay on the gas in between, and you just had to be focused. And uh, what was really cool was at the end of the lap, there was this uh, beach section right down to the water, and on the first lap or two, there was really no one. There was no fencing on the right side of the course. It was just a natural boundary of the water. Um, and so there was no one down there. And then on lap two or three, there was like some people. And then the next lap, there was half the beach. And then on the, before our, um, the end of the race, there was just, um, the whole beach was lined. Like people were standing in the water as the tide went out. And that was just super cool to see, um, so many fans there. I think they said about 15,000 fans and, uh, to race in front of that many people again, it's just good to be back in Europe. And remember that from last year is stuff we don't really get in the U S um, and so having so many fans of the sport here in a country that um, prioritizes and has a history of cycling is pretty cool. Um, and then towards the end of the la- uh, race, I think the last lap, just before I got pulled, um, there was no more spectators down in the water. There was just these like four or five speedboats. Um, so that was just super cool to see. And at one point on the flyover, I just had a, a, a second to look up. Um, and there was just a sea of people like, thousands and thousands of fans by this technical section and the flyover and the barriers and so it was just super cool to soak that in um being over here so 43rd i went with grifos in the front and the back i did 19.2 in the front and 20.7 in the back or really 19 and 20 and a half um i just add that 0.1 or 0.2 just because sometimes if i'm worried about the course being a little bumpy or a little rooty which there was a quite a few roots and pavement lips on this course and just go that little 0.1 or 0.2 extra on the topeak gauge since it's digital and can do those decimals uh just gives me a little bit more peace of mind in case any pressure gets let out when we um, close the valve valve stem or anything like that so um i was honestly pretty happy with that race just getting off the plane like i said 24 hours later racing traveling um, doing a world cup so that was the 23rd. We had off the 24th and 25th, which were Saturday and or sorry Sunday and Monday for the World Cup, and I'm um, sorry for Christmas. And then the next World Cup was Havre or Gavir, which was December 26th. Um, I'd never done this race. It was kind of it's kind of known as like or said to be one of the hardest tracks in the world. So this was on Tuesday, December 26th. Um, this race I was excited about because there's typically a lot of running. And there's, it's a, just a very challenging course. Um, it was, uh, I definitely lived up to that. Unfortunately, at the start, I just seemed to have all kinds of issues um, in the starts here in Europe. But uh, this year, the Irish champ, Dean Harvey, on Trinity had uh, snapped his chain about just before the first, as we got off the pavement on the start. Um, and I was behind him. So when that happens, you're just boxed in. There's so many people here. And you can't really... Um, and he's just freewheeling with his chain dangling. So there's not much I could do in that situation. I'm just getting past left and right, um, because I'm just boxed in and he's going nowhere. Like he's moving forward, but just so slow that 
you're just kind of falling back with him until you can sneak around. So that was a tough start. Um, I was having an okay first lap, and then on lap two, just after the finish line, I hit a rut and kind of took me over towards the fencing, but my saddle had just slipped down and slammed, so the nose of my saddle was pointing like 45 degrees down, so it felt like I was riding a BMX bike. So I stopped to try to pop it back up real quickly um, and didn't really do anything, but then thankfully... um, I was able to ride it to pit one, but I went into pit one. My bike was not ready, and so Matisse was able to slam the seat a little bit harder than I was and um, get the saddle somewhat back. So I rode that all the way to pit two and then uh, pitted where I was pitting uh, every lap on pit two. So that race was just savage. It was super tough. I went with Limus front, Limus back, and I went 15 in the front, 16 and a half in the back, which kind of matches the lowest I've ever gone. It was just super rutted thick mud slippery just felt like there was really no traction anywhere you're just kind of sliding and hitting ruts and trying to take them as far as you could um so a super tough race uh pretty disappointed with how things played out but after the seat thing i mean i was pretty far back um i was able to make up five or ten more spots in the next lap after that but when you're doing nine minute laps or the leaders vanderpool's doing nine minute laps and um I'm do I was doing like 10:30 or 11 minute laps. It's just easy to get time gaps really big really soon. And so after three laps, I was pulled. And yeah, that that was a tough one to handle. I mean, it's a tough course and less than ideal. I mean, you want to be out there racing. So it was uh, kind of a uh, good to get that one out of the way and um, have some good takeaways from it. Like I was riding some sections pretty well and running some things well, but just overall wasn't feeling feeling like I was on top of it um and with a setback there at the start and then a setback with the bike it just when you're racing the best people in the world you don't really have room for setbacks um so tough one to handle um but some good rides by some of the guys I raced with in the U.S. so that was good to see um yeah just overall really tough race but really cool venue super super uh, scenic difficult lots of crowds even more than Antwerp somewhere close to 20,000 people at that race. Um, But that was day one of three in a row of racing. So right now I'm sitting at Circuit Zolder, which is an old F1 track here in Belgium. It was my first race in Europe last year. And it's uh, just one of, it's my favorite venue I've ever raced at. It's just iconic. There's a big press box. You have the curbs for the old F1 track, the red and white curbs, the little bumpers. Um, there's like a little mini, like a huge hill or I would say like a mini mountain almost for Belgium. It's just a really cool setup. Um, so it's just really cool to be here. I'm recording this podcast and this is going to be day two of three in a row. So the Havre World Cup was on a Tuesday, the 26th. There's races on the 26th, the 27th today, the 28th tomorrow, the 29th and the 30th. So there's races five days in a row. So it goes Zolder, Degum. Uh, I'm sorry, it goes Havre, Zolder, Degum, Lohenhout, and then the Hulse World Cup in the Netherlands. So I raced Havre yesterday, I'm racing Degum today, or sorry, Zolder today, I'll race Degum tomorrow, and then I have a day off, and then on the 30th, I'll be racing the Hulse World Cup, and then I have off on New Year's Eve, and then I'll be racing Ball on New Year's Day before uh, packing things up and heading back to the U.S. So this is day two of three in a row, this is race number three of six I'll be doing here. And like I said, it's my favorite track, favorite venue here. It's a fast track. There's a little rain overnight, so it could be a little slippery, a little uh, slick, but we'll see how things look when I get out there. 
We got some juniors coming back now. It's not looking uh, not looking too muddy at all. Um, from what I remember, just kind of more of a sandy soil course. So I'm excited to get out there. I see some more U.S. people that I'm going to go talk to and hang out with for a while. But uh, that's all I got for right now. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.